the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to The Firing Line with Philip Naiman. The Firing Line radio show is brought to you by Turner's Outdoorsman, IndustryGreetings.com, CCW Safe, Cutting Edge Bullets, Vortex Optics, Vortex, The Force of Optics, AskDefensive.com, and by Philip Naiman and Cornerstone Christian Wealth Management. Good. Bad. I'm the guy with the gun. And now, your guest host for this week's edition of the Firing Line Radio Show from the California Rifle and Pistol Association, Rick Travis. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Firing Line Radio. This is Rick Travis. I'm the legislative director for the California Rifle Pistol Association. And with me is my colleague in arms who helps me in this great fight for your Second Amendment rights. And that is our Director of Advocacy and Grassroots Operations, Kevin Small. Kevin, welcome to the show this morning. Thank you. Thank you. It's good to be back on. Yeah. So um, we're going to have some fun today. Kevin and I are the, the two sides of the political arm of the CRPA. We are constantly working the politics up and down, obviously, in the Capitol to defeat bad legislation. But in order to defeat bad legislation, you got to keep it from getting started. And that means working in local politics. And the CRPA is doing that statewide in many, many ways. But before we get into that later in the show, we want to spend a couple of segments here with you talking about why you need to start following what's going on politically in California, because it's a much bigger issue. And we can start off with, hey, Diane Feinstein just returned to the Senate after you know fighting with shingles and everything. And Kevin, so many people could look at that and go, okay, she's leaving a legacy. I think Time Magazine uh, broke that out this week. But more importantly is Diane Feinstein didn't even say she was not going to run for another term, which she could have. When Katie Porter, the congresswoman who had fought so hard to represent Orange County because she was all about Orange County, uh, hadn't even been in office a year when she said, oh, uh, I'm going to run against Diane Feinstein because I'm running for that seat, which, as you know, Kevin, started off a cascade effect where Barbara Lee out of the Bay Area, a congresswoman, and Adam Schiff, who sees himself as, you know, national icon, uh, all jumped into the race, a race that normally wouldn't have started till October of this year. So now we have this mass collide, and then in the intrigue, we had, well, if Feinstein is too sick to return, will Governor Newsom have to appoint a black woman like he promised, or better yet, many other variations on that theme. And so let's break some of those down. Kevin, you know, my favorite was Gavin Newsom leaves being governor, elevates his lieutenant governor to that position, and he writes himself in as the replacement for Diane Feinstein. Yeah, I guess. Um, so I, I guess the way that we can look at this is it's no surprise, right? These politicians always have aspirations of getting to something greater. They normally cut their teeth on something like local politics and they work their way up. Um, and, and that's how it's been for a really long time. So, you know, with uh, Diane Feinstein seemingly, you know, not going to be returning um, it's no surprise that we see a bunch of people chomping at the bit. And yeah, I mean, there there are uh, some scenarios in there that are uh, pretty interesting to look at, like Gavin Newsom. But I think one takeaway that we can take from this as a collective is, you know, you 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 have a little hole in the dam that is Diane Feinstein, and it's seemingly now ripped wide open. The entire field is wide open in politics in the state of California. Yeah, and I think it's really important, and we're going to unpack this, but that single move 
opened up many, many offices very rapidly um, and had to get everybody on their toes. And, and that's part of why we're doing this, this show. And Phil's been so good to let us do it. But it's really to start to examine that we have some amazing opportunities to change the political landscape here in the 24s and, and the 26. You know, you and I were already working on that. We had several people in the Assembly and Senate that were turning out. And this last election showed us that, you know, um, seats that were considered unflippable were flippable. And a lot of those uh, really break the myth that we'll also talk about, you know, uh, does my vote count? Well, yeah, there was a couple of those elections that came to, you know, a couple hundred votes and even one that was less than 100 votes in the assembly that was decided by. Um, so, I mean, definitely every vote counts. But, I mean, going back to Feinstein, you know, poor lady had shingles. I mean, lover, hater isn't a point. Um, I wouldn't wish shingles on anybody. And, you know, she gets wheeled back in in her wheelchair and they went after her. This is a vicious political scene. I think voters need to look at this. I mean, they had no problems. Democrats, we're not even talking about Republicans, Democrats going after one of the longest sitting senators in, in U.S. history, definitely as a female. Like, so, I mean, I think our, our community has got to wake up and realize, oh, when they say something negative about, you know, a Chuck Michelle or, you know, myself, you, Sam Predis, or anybody else in this state, um, yeah, we're, I guess, in good company in a weird way. <laughs> well, when, yeah, when when you have an ideology that's built on nothing but progression, when you, when you know, when something doesn't really have a whole lot of progression to offer, they cast it aside, and we see them eat their own all the time, even specifically within the the Second Amendment rights um, spectrum here. And and Diane Feinstein was just that. I mean, we we've always been able to share plenty of laughs about the the miscues that she's had calling you know, magazines, clips, and all of this stuff. But she did champion that cause for a long time. And to see her cast aside like that is kind of a wake-up call that, you know, progress for the sake of progress is what they're about. Yeah, so I think we need to look at, let's just talk about Feinstein. So Feinstein has said she's not going to rerun. So now we have, just on the Dem side, we have Barbara Lee, Newsflash, not a supporter of the Second Amendment, yeah. We have Adam Schiff, again, newsflash, not a supporter of the Second Amendment. And we have Katie Porter, who, well, not a fan of the Second Amendment. We've had a lot of people saying, God, if we could get rid of either one of them. Kevin, good news. As of right now, as everyone's listening, two of them are going bye-bye because they're all vacating their seats, not running to hold them in order to have a, a, a third chance just on the Democratic side of getting in the office. They're all out fundraising. Um, Shift and Porter are arguably at this point the better fundraisers than Barbara Lee, but I'm not counting her out. But the point is we're going to get rid of two anti-Second Amendment people in this process. But the one that gets through is going to be the one who on the Democratic side is a threat to us in the Senate. Um, it doesn't create a new threat because Feinstein was not a fan of the Second Amendment, but it is a threat. So good news is we're getting rid of two bad anti-2A politicians, yay team. Um, but it also opens up some other areas. And I think that's one of the things that, you know, um, right now I think it's going to come down to a porter shift fight. In the yeah, I, I think so too. And and that that is the important thing here that at least we're looking at, right? You kind of have that seat. Uh, that, you know, ideologically isn't going to change, but it's opening up seats uh, elsewhere and under that we as a grassroots organization and grassroots effort are going to be looking to change. Uh, that's where the real change happens is, you know, uh, aside from this seat that that they're running for. Yeah, and I think I think that's really important. You said it earlier when we first got started at, you know, it's basically building the farm team. You You have to look out. This is not a short game. It's a long game. You know, we have other people turning out in 26. We have a governor's election in 26. The governor's turned out. And so it's now trying to decide, you know, in Newsom's case, he seems to try to be setting himself up for something future at the national level. Um, definitely not in the 24s, but possibly the 28s. And so he's looking long term. But all these openings create opportunities. And the thing about it is this is where people start getting to know 
who's running for the water board, the dog catcher, school board, things like that, and not align them because none of these people are unbiased. Nobody's not affiliated with a party or an ideology. You and I both know that's like one of the, the biggest lies at the local level of politics. And so now's the time for us to start really opening up and asking the hard questions, getting these people out, getting them on camera, getting them on, on tape of where they stand. And we do that by getting to show up at your local organization, start talking. Yeah, and this isn't something that just started either, right? We, we've been building a farm team as well. Uh, so we're going to continue and prop those people up. We will see some. We will see some new faces, which is always good to see. Uh, but um, that is really where the magic happens, isn't it? You, you know, and, and that's where the dog fights are. These uh, elections that are being decided within a hundred votes. That's that's where that is happening. So we need to continue and build those seats up uh, so that we can get to the Senate and we can get to the Assembly and and while they cut their teeth in local government, it's going to really prepare them to do that in the future. Yeah, I think it's going to be important as we come back into this next segment, we're going to take one of those seats at a more local level here in, in California and show how that applies to Arizona and across the nation of how quickly things can turn on a dime where somebody can seem like they're almost invincible and in the flash of a moment, Everything can go upside down. We'll be right back with Fine Line Radio. Springtime is just around the corner. Soon, it'll be time to get back outdoors and soak up a little sun. And we need it. So why not enjoy the outdoors with the things you love in the field or the range, in the lake, or even in the stream? It's a great time now to get stocked up with the gear you need. Turner's Outdoorsman is California's number one hunting, fishing, and shooting sports retailer since 1971, and it even has 33 locations across California and one in Tucson, Arizona. Turner's is your one-stop shop for all your shooting sports and fishing tackle needs. We offer a full selection and unmatched prices on firearms, ammunition, gun safes, shooting accessories, archery equipment, and fishing tackle. Visit turners.com now and sign up for the Turner's Discount Club for free and get our weekly ads and member specials sent directly to your inbox. Turner's Outdoorsman's, savings you deserve on the gear you need. It's definitely expensive to advertise for your business, but not advertising is more costly to your bottom line, especially in this current economic climate. While we all know that sending Christmas cards to family and friends is an American tradition, we forget to extend that tradition to our customers and business associates. So show your appreciation for customer loyalty and remind clients that you and your company are still ready for their business. But don't just send any card to take advantage of the marketing opportunity that you're looking for. Your cards need to stand out. IndustryGreetings.com specializes in industry-specific Christmas cards. Whether you're an accountant, contractor, realtor, welder, or anything in between, our creative and exclusive card designs are the perfect fit. So head over to IndustryGreetings.com and search by your industry. Or check out our patriotic or religious Christmas cards and order today. That's IndustryGreetings.com or call them at 800-431-9161. IndustryGreetings.com, 800-431-9161. I use them, so should you. AM 590, the answer. This portion of the firing line is brought to you by Turner's Outdoorsman. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. See this? This is my boomstick. Welcome back to Firing Line Radio. My name is Rick Travis. I'm the legislative director for the California Rifle Pistol Association. With me is my partner who fights the political fight up and down the state, Kevin Small. He's our director of advocacy and grassroots. And so we have been talking about politics. And, you know, um, most of the time, Kevin, when we have a victory like, oh, we're getting rid of Ship or Lee or, you know, Porter, at least one of them or one of them is going to go up and two of them are going to go bye bye. Um, hopefully we can find somebody and flip the Senate. but. Being realistic, it would be one of those three that will become the new U.S. Senator from California. Uh, we would normally toast, you know, click the old glasses, right? It was a glass of beer, wine, or, you know, hopefully bourbon. But uh, we might not want to do that because it seems that uh, David Min, who is a state senator that uh, wants to run for Kitty Porter's office since she vacated that office, might have. Uh, Toasted one too many times this last week when he got nailed for a DUI. 
like driving without his headlights on and running a stop sign. I mean, this was a spectacular DUI. He just didn't get caught like going through a checkpoint. He really went for it. And you got to think in Sacramento as um, neutered as that community has become and standing up to politicians. Now, for a member of the law enforcement community to uh, bring in a uh, sitting state senator with a DUI, that law enforcement officer had to feel very, very confident in the evidence and immediately men admitted to it. But this has now got him labeled into this election as DUI Dave. Yes, that's right. So Phil's going to have a new name now after the show to be able to run into the carpet for you know months to come with DUI Dave, who's one of the most anti-Second Amendment people we have in the California Senate. Yeah, perhaps uh, another uh, classic scenario of rules for thee and not for me, just like when we saw Gavin Newsom at the French Laundry while all of us were locked in our homes during COVID lockdowns. Uh, but Dave Min certainly does have a, a special place uh, in the heart of most Second Amendment advocates. Uh, if you haven't been paying attention over the last couple of years, uh, he is basically, uh, I would say, the starter kit for getting rid of gun shows in California. Uh, Senate Bill, what was it, Rick, 264, I think yeah. a couple of years ago, is what uh, was originally proposed as a statewide ban on gun shows on state property. Uh, it ended up getting reduced to just Orange County fairgrounds, but uh, they kind of took that roadmap and used it the next year to get all of them uh, banned in California on state-owned property. So I'm sorry, I'm not necessarily going to shed a tear for this guy making a poor decision. Uh, and it looks like that kind of, uh, uh, you know, translates into a little bit more of an opening here in the landscape of politics in California over the next year or so. Yeah, and let's and, and looking at this because you know this show and we've got audiences that stretch into Arizona and beyond. And I want to you really use this because this is a great example of how this political elections and the theater and everything that goes into getting somebody elected doesn't happen as most Americans have been led to believe in the last two weeks. You know, you usually hear about the October surprise and everybody's like, oh, it's going to happen and how's that going to change everything? This starts months in advance, as you know, Kevin. And so here, let's look at this district. This district um, was recently won by Katie Porter, who, as we talked in the last segment, is now running for the U.S. Senate seat that is being vacated by Diane Feinstein at the end of her term. But Katie Porter ran against uh, Scott Baugh, a Republican with the law of name recognition in Orange County, and she nearly won by like right around 3,000 votes. Orange County has a little over 3 million people in it, so that wasn't that wasn't like a, a lot of votes. Like she barely won that, and she barely won it, spinning outspinning him like six to one. Now the Republicans have said, "Hey, we're coming in. This is a district we can flip. Now we know we can flip it." Men is well-known commodity in Orange County. And men had the backing of Porter and also the backing of, um, you know, a famous Senator uh, Warren out of Massachusetts. So it looked like he was going to be uh, a pretty solid person. He's now got himself in such a shakeup that we have, you know, um, you know, Harry Ruta was going to be um, running for it. But uh, Har sorry, Harley, but Harley had to step out because uh, of a traumatic brain injury, unfortunately for him. But what we now have is Joanna Weiss, who is a Democrat community organizer, and the people in charge of the Orange County Democratic Party have now elevated her to be their candidate over men. So yes, this definitely gives Ba a really, really good shot at that. But wait. There's more. Steve Choi, who is an incredible politician, has thrown in his hat as a Republican. He is very pro-2A. He served a couple of terms in the Assembly. We all know him at CRPA for being one of the guys that help us block votes and, and to move things. So now we have a proven candidate in a race that, you know, if you're looking at the demographics of that part of the county, Choi has a good chance of picking up a lot of votes. Um, this is going to be a very, very competitive race. Well, you got, yeah, you got uh, damaged goods and seemingly a knee-jerk reaction by the Democratic Party. This is a really, this is a really huge opportunity. 
You know, we, we've looked at Orange County as kind of the last bastion of conservative values on the California coast. Uh, and this is a great opportunity for us to get back to that. Uh, so, yeah, this is going to be a competitive race. There's probably going to be a lot of money spent, uh, but there needs to be a lot of time and effort, too. And, and I think in the next couple of segments, you want to talk about the grassroots efforts. Uh, these kinds of races are the races where that's going to kick in and really make a difference. Yeah, I think it's important for people to realize this is the time to start looking. The elections for 24 and 26 have already begun. You know, everybody's out declaring, everybody's out fundraising. And a lot of times, you know, I just feel like people are like, well, how do I, how do I get involved? How do I do that? And it's simple. Step one, which we'll start talking about is showing up. But to show up first, you got to get a little bit of brain knowledge in there of what's going on in your local area. And that means starting to watch, starting to look, starting to ask the questions, who's running for what, trying to find out what positions are opening up. And, uh, you know, that's one of the things that you do really well in helping me is at the local level, that grassroots level is finding those positions opening up. Because, you know, like Jonna Weiss, not our friend, but she's a great example. She's a community organizer. Let's translate that. That means Joanna Weiss has been out there working with different groups, you know, and, you know, she's younger, but, you know, she's been like part of a women's American values and ethics group, you know, whatever that means. And I don't mean that sarcastically for the ladies listening, but I mean, you know, a lot of these groups are just groups that they put a nave on it. Um, you know, she's worked uh, as a law professor, you know, she's got an impressive little career going on, but, she is really trying to go out there and, and set it up. And a lot of times you may think your little community church group or your, you know, your community group that meets at the local coffee shop is not a place. Politicians will show up anywhere. And now's the time to start to get those politicians showing up, start to build those relationships, start to let them know, because they're not going to remember you in June. But they'll remember you if you're doing stuff now. But, you know, if it's June of, of 24, they don't remember you. But if you build those relationships, and I think that's one of the things that we can really unpack in the next segment, because we now in California alone have over 300 open seats. And that's because of everybody jockeying for different positions. Like you said, it's become a feeding frenzy. And before this is over, when you look up and down the state, it's going to be very easy to go, wow, there's all these local city councils that are clearing out, boards of supervisors, water boards, school boards, and the list goes on. And this is where we can affect change because, you know, our people don't think, Kevin, they don't think like, well, what does the school board have to do? Well, they decide if firearms can or can't be near school. Was the board of supervisors? Same thing. I mean, all these groups have an impact. And I think people don't understand how easy it is to run for something like this. You know, our 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 political conversation in the nation and in the state is more charged than it's ever been. People are holding on to their lines. And if they've been living near something that they are sick and tired of and they see another name and maybe hear a message that, hey, you know, I am pro freedom a little bit more than the last person. You can garner some votes. So, yeah, it's time to start looking at the specification for what offices require in order to uh, step up and, and be a candidate. But anybody can do this. And, and when it comes to the, the existing politicians, same thing. It's a lot easier to get these people to you than you think it might be uh, because it's beneficial to them, too. Right. I think this is something we should definitely unpack a little bit more. This is Rick Travis with Fine Line Radio. We'll be back in the next segment to look at how we get local engagement on your side. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman with United American Mortgage. New company, same Ed Hoffman. If you've heard my show, The Main Event, then you know that I think like you do, and that's what you want when you're looking for someone to advise you on real estate financing. Whether you're thinking of financing a piece of property you'd like to own or refinancing a piece of property you already own, or if you or your spouse are over 62 and you'd like to find out more about that reverse mortgage thing that everyone is talking about, and whether that property is in California or another state where you'd like to go to escape California, I can help you find the solution that's right for you and in step with your short-term and long-term plans. Call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 
650-640-2020. One last time, day or night, toll-free area code 855-640-2020. Or go to edhoffman.net and click on the United American Mortgage logo. Ed Hoffman, NMLS ID number 9921. United American Mortgage Corporation, NMLS ID number 1942. United American Mortgage Corporation is an equal housing lender and licensed by the California Department of Real Estate. Hi folks, Philip Naiman from Firing Line Radio Show. If you're a concealed handgun carrier or have a firearm to defend your home and are forced to use your weapon for self-defense or the protection of a loved one, you'll be glad to have CCW Safe on your side. CCW Safe provides and pays 100% upfront defense funds for high-quality attorneys, expert witnesses, and the investigators you need following a critical incident with no reimbursement. And they do it all for one flat yearly fee starting at $179 a year. CCW Safe has permit and non-permit plans to protect California residents in this state and while traveling across the country. So check out their new ultimate plan with no caps on criminal and civil defense, $1 million for bond coverage, a dedicated $1 million for civil liability, and many other benefits. You defend your life. CCW Safe will defend your freedom and financial future. In California, CCW Safe has got you covered. So join now at CCWSafe.com. AM590, the answer. This portion of the firing line is brought to you by CCW Safe by Philip Naiman and Cornerstone Christian Wealth Management. Spartans! Lay down your weapons! Welcome back to Fine Line Radio. This is Rick Travis, Legislative Director for the California Rifle Pistol Association, filling in for your host, Phil Naiman. And with me today is Kevin Small. He's the Director of Grassroots and Advocacy uh, here at the CRPA. We work together with the two sides of the political outreach coin of our organization. We've been talking about in the previous two segments everything going on from Diane Feinstein down to local politics and how that can be used in your local area. But, you know, a lot of times people out there, and I would hope some of you are doing this, like, okay, this is really kind of interesting, but how does it apply to me? And are any of me and my friends capable of doing something? We believe in walking our talk. That is something that Kevin and I talk to our staff members and our allies about all the time. And I think one of the finest examples we have is a former staffer that worked um, under Kevin. He, he supervised her. Her and her husband moved back uh, to North Carolina uh, about a year ago, and uh, she is now running for the equivalent of a, a town councilman or a council person. She's doing really well. She's running on partially on a Second Amendment platform. Um, and, you know, Heather is a fantastic person, good friend of Kevin's and mine, but Heather doesn't carry what a lot of people would consider the bona fides to be able to run for office. You know, she's not a high-powered attorney. She hasn't been a, a financial banker. She she hasn't ran a mass nonprofit, like things that people think you have to have. Heather is a, wait for it, firearms instructor and an influencer. And Heather's been involved in her local community. She gets out and she does quite a bit. But Heather is exactly what George Washington said we wanted in politicians a local person who cared that is running for a term or two and then going back into their community. She's not a career politician, doesn't want to be, but she will have the ability to affect change. And Kevin, this is the time that I would say that, you know, um, you and I talk about a, a thing that I say all the time to you of like, how many people do you and I see when we go on speaking public that are like, well, if I was in, insert name of the office, things would change. I think this is the time we go out and we, we call those people on it and say, okay, you said this, which office you're running for? Well, yeah, and to a certain extent, we are. Um, you know, I, I guess I can, uh, if, if you'll allow me, I'll plug this really quick. It, if you're looking for a way to get involved and uh, want to attach yourself to a rising ship, the proliferation of our CRPA chapter program uh, is uh, is really coming into its own. We've built groups all around the state of people who are willing to volunteer their time, uh, and this is a great avenue. I think we already have uh, two or three people from within our chapter program who have been elected to local government seats. And again, these are people, just like you mentioned about Heather, these are people who have been 
blue collar workers their entire life. Uh, they become a member of you know CRPA and the chapter program. There's a little bit of an empowerment going on there when you're talking about political ideology. You you get the focus to run and you get in and now we're starting to affect change that way. It can be done and I guess to that extent that is how we're doing that. We we are seeing these people and we are saying, well, hey, there's 300 open seats, so why don't you go fill one? And some of these people are stepping up to the challenge. Yeah, I think it's important too because there are some definite shifts in California politics that we need to be taking advantage of. You know, so many people have what I call the political Eeyore, you know, philosophy of it's never going to get better. We're going to continue to lose everything. We should move out of state. Great idea. Because when you do, you bring your crap with you to that new state. People in Arizona have seen parts of their state starting to change colors from being a red state to a blue state in areas. People are seeing in Idaho, like across the West. So um, that's not a good idea. Stand your ground and fight. Don't retreat. But I will, I'm also going to say that, you know, we have politicians that for a while, Kevin, were like, uh, yeah, we like you guys. Just don't print that. Yeah. <laughs> but now they're like calling us up going, hey, let's get together. Let's get your people on the bandwagon, which is, you know, a kudos to you and everything you do leading our chapter program, because now politicians want those people. And I think a lot of that came because in a local election that we did in a city, we were able to empower people in our chapter program to get out and participate in one of the biggest recalls of a city council and get four very pro-2A people put on that city council to stop the nonsense. So from I want to highlight that, Kevin, you are helping me work from the lowest level, like, and I'm nothing against city councils, but like that's relatively on the political spectrum, local, local, all the way up to what happens up in the governor's office and beyond. So, I mean, I think it's important that people realize that the Second Amendment's trying to come back in vogue and people are seeing that this is an important thing that people care about. Well, yeah, and when you have something that works along that entire spectrum of politics from local to national, you kind of have to work on all those levels. And, you know, we, we've seen time and time again, and, and by the, I mean, by the way, California wasn't always a Democratic supermajority. You know, there was certainly a time in California when the, you know, progressive agenda was extremely frustrated because they didn't have control. So to think that we can't get back to that, you know, it seems seems nonsensical. You just got to work at it. And, and that's exactly what we're doing. And that is a great story. And, and you know what? These great stories are happening all over the place. If you want one full, full, full circle here, you know, up in Shasta. Uh, we had a chapter that, similarly to Huntington Beach, uh, worked to uh, do a recall on a, on one of the supervisors, um, along with you know another supervisor basically not being encouraged to run during the last election. They flipped a couple seats on their board of supervisors, and next week it looks like we're going to get a Second Amendment resolution passed. Uh, in Shasta, where they are taking it upon themselves and saying, "Look, we're gonna we're gonna work with law enforcement to not enforce unconstitutional laws. These things can city by city or or county by county be turned. We just got to keep chipping away at it." Yeah, and I think it's really important what you're, and, and that's wonderful work you guys are doing up there, Kevin, at the local level. But I think it's also important for people to realize. California's had super democratic majorities that have done things. I mean, historically, there was a point where none of us as civilians could hunt in this state. And the state turned, flipped, you know, brought hunting back and, and became Republican ran. And then it shifted again to the Dems and it shifted back and forth. So, you know, some of the doom and gloom naysayers right now, I look at them and go, like you said, Kevin, Several times has been the case in California, and several times we've taken back. There's nothing stopping us but ourselves. I mean, if you look at the number of gun owners, I know Phil has brought that up numerous times on this program. Um, if we come together, we can make the change. And to your credit and your program's credit, you're doing a lot to bring those those people together to the forefront and, and giving them the training and everything that they need to be able to do it. We're doing that with our capital engagement programs that you helped me out with where we got people up at the Capitol and starting to move the ball. And, and that is becoming noticeable. And so uh, 
you know, without a self plug for you, kudos. Great job. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, and, you know, part of the message here is that when you got so many people working on something, it's not even necessarily a huge commitment. I mean, the, these pendulum shifts, uh, switches that you're talking about, they don't happen on their own. They do happen with a lot of work, uh, and that's to be expected. But, you know, to join a chapter and, and go to a, a meeting once a month that might carry over some action of, you know, four or five hours in a, in a quarter or a half a year, um, a lot of people are looking at that right now and they're saying that is a heck of a discounted price to pay to change the politics in my local community. It's easier than ever. You you know you can just visit the CRPA website to become a a, a cha- uh, to see where a chapter is near you and and join up. There are also plenty of other ways. You get in you get in touch with your your local political party. Uh, you can donate to them, donate your time to them. There are there's no shortages of ways that you can be involved with politics as it starts heating up. Yeah, I think it's really important. You know, before we unpack this final part of engagement in the last segment for people to realize that what you were saying too is realize you may be the conduit between multiple groups. Maybe you belong to your local you know, political party in your community, but you also belong to a church. You also belong to a civic organization or club or a nonprofit. You can become that link of information between those three and become a force multiplier in the political game. Folks, our message today on this Saturday broadcast is Let's get out there. Let's make a change. You know, quit seeing on on the tailgate yakking about this stuff and get off the tailgate and move the ball. And there are clear, easily defined pathways that we're going to bring up in the final segment that shows you not only can it be done, it has been done here on Firing Line Radio. Hi, folks. Philip Naiman from Firing Line Radio Show. If you're a concealed handgun carrier or have a firearm to defend your home and are forced to use your weapon for self-defense or the protection of a loved one, you'll be glad to have CCW Safe on your side. CCW Safe provides and pays 100% upfront defense funds for high-quality attorneys, expert witnesses, and the investigators you need following a critical incident with no reimbursement. And they do it all for one flat yearly fee starting at $179 a year. CCW Safe has permit and non-permit plans to protect California residents in this state and while traveling across the country. So check out their new ultimate plan with no caps on criminal and civil defense, $1 million for bond coverage, a dedicated $1 million for civil liability, and many other benefits. You defend your life. CCW Safe will defend your freedom and financial future. In California, CCW Safe has got you covered. So join now at ccwsafe.com. Springtime is just around the corner. Soon, it'll be time to get back outdoors and soak up a little sun. And we need it. So why not enjoy the outdoors or the things you love in the field or the range, in the lake, or even in the stream? It's a great time now to get stocked up with the gear you need. Turner's Outdoorsman is California's number one hunting, fishing, and shooting sports retailer since 1971. And it even has 33 locations across California and one in Tucson, Arizona. Turner's is your one-stop shop for all your shooting sports and fishing tackle needs. We offer a full selection and unmatched prices on firearms, ammunition, gun safes, shooting accessories, archery equipment, and fishing tackle. Visit turners.com now and sign up for the Turner's Discount Club for free and get our weekly ads and member specials sent directly to your inbox. Turner's Outdoorsman's, savings you deserve on the gear you need. AM 590, the answer. This portion of the firing line is brought to you by Vortex Optics. Vortex, the force of optics. By AskDefensive.com. Yes! Great hunter. Yes? Yes. Fine figure of a man. Yes? Yes? Yes. That is all you need to know for now. So welcome back to the final segment here on Firing Line Radio. This is Rick Travis your legislative director for the California Rifle Pistol Association, joined by Kevin Small, director of advocacy and grassroots. We're both filling in today for the great Phil Neyman, your host, and we're going to unpack in this last segment here of why your vote counts. One of the things that Phil and I have talked about for years on this show is the whine that we hear from people over and over throughout our community, multiple states is, my vote doesn't count. And I know, Kevin, you've experienced the same thing I have. 
you know, monitoring the, the phone calls that we get at CRPA, the vast number of people that call that want change, they're, they're upset, rightfully so, for their rights being impinged. And when we ask that question, did you vote? Predominantly, the answer is no. And if you push them on it, it's usually, well, because it doesn't count. So let's take reality because, you know, there, there's hyperbole, there's reality. So in a, a very, very tight race, that was the District 47 race here in California in, the, in this last election, we had uh, Chad Mays, who had been the assemblyman, who had retired. You know, he had served and, and was retiring. He was done. And so we had a staff member of his, Greg Wallace, who was running against uh, Christy Hostage, a Democrat. And what became a tight race, 169,000 votes cast in this race. That's important. And the race was decided by 85 votes. And that was confirmed after a recount. 85 votes. And I know because you are uh, as bad about stats as me, Kevin, we both feed off of that. That came down to what was the percentage? That's right. 0.0005 of a percent is what decided that election. So for anyone that says my vote doesn't count, if you break that up, that precinct had like 200 neighborhoods in it. That meant half a vote in the neighborhood changed the outcome. And so I've been out there, as you know, Kevin, telling people, can you convince one person in your neighborhood to vote or to change their vote? And I think most people are like, well, yeah, I could do that then do it because that's what's changing elections. Yeah. And you're literal. I mean, for this uh, and, you know, maybe not specifically this close, but uh, dating back to 2016, when, when I really started looking at elections, uh, I, I think in 2016, the big County was San Bernardino, but uh, you, you, we are in some one area or another, you're going to see a really close uh, count where you got to ask yourself, and this one specifically, that's literally 10 people. Walk yeah. to your neighbor next door to the left, walk to your neighbor next door to the right and tell them, hey, this is important. We got to go vote and get them and get them to vote. Um, if 10 people did that, it, it would have swung the other way, which is amazing. But we do see these every year, which is why it's important for each and every one of us to have the mentality that our vote counts because you eliminate all, all the chances of you getting snubbed when everybody goes out and votes. So um, that's really something at CRPA and in advocacy and outreach that we're going to be pushing really hard uh, leading up to next year that we need to get as many people out to vote as possible. We feel like our ideals are, uh, you know, better. Uh, It's just about getting people to the voting box or in California to fill out the piece of paper and mail it back. Uh, So we got to get those votes in so that we don't get snubbed like that. Yeah, I think I think one of the things that we can also look at, you know, to our friends in Arizona who are listening to the show, you know, you had an election that um, I'll just say it straight up. Fox News screwed up. They called the election when they shouldn't have. Um, all the other things that people want to talk about, I, I think, have some validity. But I mean, that's just a that's a place where you can hang your hat very easily. And it's pretty much non-debatable. But it also proves the point. Elections are one. I'm somebody that ran an election um, and and won. And I can tell you, it is fighting for every vote to the last minute. And I know in Arizona, you guys had a, a gubernatorial candidate that was fighting not just to the, the close of the polls, but for a couple of weeks after the polls. And, uh, you know, you got you to to love that because she was fighting for it. But you got to know you got to fight for all those votes. And that means you have to fight for your vote. And one of the ways to do that is, you know, if you're another state, start forming little groups like we formed with our chapters up and down the state. That is critical to getting that mass that you need. And don't accept people saying no. And to those of you who say you're too old to vote, let me tell you, you might want to look at what happened on April 19, 1775, because we had some pretty old folks who stood up for their rights and turned this country from being a British colony into America that it is today, because in their 70s, in 1775, which was considered like ancient, that'd be like looking at somebody about to become 100 today, they were standing up and they didn't just stand up for a day. They stood up for years. 
fighting for what they believed in. So I don't buy you're too old. I don't buy you're too young. I don't buy any of those excuses. If you actually care about your rights and those are the people that follow you, you get engaged. And Kevin, talk us through a little bit about how that engagement happens in a local level with your chapters. Well, it can happen in a lot of ways. I mean, just attending a chapter and uh, listening to the legislative and litigative reports can start helping arm you with the information necessary uh, to go to your neighbors and and change their minds uh, about some of these issues that we're voting on. Uh, that's a kind of a key feature within every chapter meeting that we have, and, and these chapters normally hold their meetings once a month. Uh, so to get a, a monthly legislative and litigative report um, so that you can be armed with that is is super important. But we also, you know, each and every chapter has different aspirations. Uh, some are more geared toward raising money. Some are more geared toward engaging politicians specifically. Uh, but all of them seem to be a target for candidates within some of these upcoming elections. Uh, so we have plenty of chapters that are already being reached out to by these politicians saying, hey, can I come and speak with you? So if you want to get engaged with a specific politician, you'll more than likely in your area find them at a CRPA chapter meeting. Uh, but other than that, you know, there are plenty of projects that chapters are working on on their own uh, in several different ways, whether it be through local businesses or reaching out to these uh, campaigns directly to get more of a personal relationship and see how they can help uh, through the firearms community in in next year's elections. Yeah, I think it's really important to realize, too, you know, that synergy is showing up at those places. I've been very impressed. I've went out and spoken to a couple of them, and I've seen a notable movement from what I used to see at ranges and gun stores where people got together and basically had a gripe session and then said, well, that was fun and went home and nothing happened. Um, and in some cases, I'd argue probably got even more depressed and decided not to do anything. Whereas in these groups, people are actually taking part, they're actually getting people in there and realize that becomes part of the fodder. Just like when we mentioned David Min's DUI, changing his name, if somebody flip-flops on an issue, you have them on tape, you have multiple witnesses, you have a news story. That a lot of times holds politicians in check. That's one of the things that CRPA does when we put out our, our voter guide is we look at the, at the record of these politicians, we look at their statements, we look at what they've said on film, and we hold them accountable. We hold their feet to the fire to, to stay in the fold and fight for your rights. And I and to your credit, Kevin, you are getting a lot of that done through these chapter meetings. Well, yeah, look, I, I've, I've never been uh, very much of a pessimist, but I think right now we have a lot to be optimistic about. Um, you know, when you look at the court system, we got a perfect record since Bruin. So far, I, I know it's early, but we are winning everything in the courts right now. That's going to change the landscape of our laws. We have over 300 open seats within California where we can really start changing the name of this game. There's a lot to be optimistic about, and optimistic times normally bring the masses. So what I'm really hoping is that we can direct those masses to have the priority of the Second Amendment uh, when they're working coming up to these next elections, I think it's really something that we have to look forward to. And if you want to look forward to something, you better work at it to make it, you know, make it happen. You know, Kevin, we, we've talked some about politics. I'm going to close out this wonderful episode of the Fine Line Radio with our motto. CRPA has almost been around for 150 years as of next year. And our motto has been be safe because firearm safety is important. Shoot straight. We all can agree, no matter what activity we participate in the Second Amendment. But it's the last two words, fight back. And that's fight back for your rights. Folks, since April of 1775, Americans have been fighting their government over gun control. That is a 250-year legacy. That's a legacy you're part of. The only question is, are you going to stand like your forebears did? Thank you for being here with us on Firing Line Radio. Shoot, Felipe! Shoot! When you have to shoot, shoot, don't talk. The Firing Line Radio Show has been brought to you by Turner's Outdoorsman, IndustryGreetings.com, CCW Safe, Cutting Edge Bullets, 
Vortex Optics, Vortex, the force of optics, and by Philip Naiman and Cornerstone Christian Wealth Management. I'd like to introduce you to a new sponsor to the show, Sean Gibbs of Ask Defensive Training Company. They're in Redlands, California. They also sell guns and ammo, but the most important thing that they have for you here today is their training courses. Ask, kind of an interesting name. Why would you call it that for guns and ammo? Well, Ask stands for Attitude, skills, and knowledge. And that's what they focus on at Ask Defensive Training. Sean has basic courses for a first-time gun buyer. If you're not familiar with your firearm, you want to be able to use it safely, perfect place for that. He has also additional courses for defensive handgun, advanced handgun, and even learning how to shoot a firearm in low-light situations. Bring your mag light. So folks, check them out at askdefensive.com, A-S-K, defensive.com for a schedule of classes. He's got a great store in there too, so buy what you want, train what you want, askdefensive.com. Inflation, inflation, inflation. Hi there, Philip Naiman from Cornerstone Christian Wealth Management, professional investment advice with a Christian worldview. You've all heard it, it's all over the news. The Fed has raised interest rates and may continue to raise them in the future. When the Federal Reserve said inflation was transitory, we now know it's a stiff reality. So how does that affect you? Well, financing anything will be more expensive, but if you're able to invest with these higher interest rates, things may finally be in your favor. Financial institutions have been slow to pass on higher interest rates to investors. We don't have that problem. If you're looking to take advantage of today's higher yields or even an improvement on your money market yields, please give me a call, 909-406-1144, 909-406-1144, or schedule an appointment at cornerstonecwm.com, cornerstonecwm.com. Securities offered through LPL Financial Member FINRA SIPC. AM 590, the answer. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for donald trump to hire i find out the worst enemy that i'm going to face in my life is right here in america they took my assessment and they wanted me to change it i was like i'm not changing it they had to get rid of flynn with in-depth interviews archival footage and never before seen personal record to the man behind the headlines i just felt like i was drowning flynn deliver the truth whatever the cost available now watch it today go to salemnow.com salemnow.com